a friend of mine who works for an insurance company recently commented that he just received his annual 2022 bonus. It was down from what he'd expected. The reason, according to his employer, was that there were record death claims in the life insurance line of business. Wait, what? Record death claims in the life insurance division? What could possibly be causing that? I think I know. And if you're reading this blog post, I think you probably know as well. It's the jab. The poison death shot. The mRNA special. That's what's killing so many people. The comment from my friend in the insurance industry tracks perfectly with information coming out of other insurers. It was back in January 2022 that I came across the first story where an insurer claimed a massive spike in death rates for some unknown reason. Indiana Life Insurance CEO says deaths are up 40% among people ages 18 to 64. In this piece, CEO Scott Davison of One America, an Indianapolis-based insurance company, remarked that the death rate is up a stunning 40% from pre-pandemic levels among working-age people. You may not have heard of One America, but it's a substantial company. Founded in 1877, the story says it's a $100 billion insurance company with approximately 2,400 employees. For what it's worth, I interviewed for a job there six years ago and know several people who worked at the company. I mention this because I want to be clear that One America is a real, substantial enterprise. So, when you hear the company's CEO saying things of the sort things he did, it can't be dismissed as fake news. Oddly enough, there is a story dated December 30, 2021 that One America instituted a VAX requirement for all employees. Of course, the fact-checkers were quick to pounce on any suggestion that the VAX was in any way related to the massive, unheard-of excess death rate reported by One America. PolitiFact, one of the leading fact-checking organizations rated as false any claim that the excess deaths reported by One America were in any way related to the COVID vax. But the evidence that the claim is true continues to mount. It's also worth noting that PolitiFact's parent company is the Pointer Institute for Media Studies. According to this piece, the Pointer Institute is largely funded by George Soros Open Society Foundations, Google, The Bill, and Melinda Gates Foundation, the National Endowment for Democracy, eBay's Omidyar Foundation, and others. I'll leave it to the reader to decide for himself whether an organization funded by Soros, Gates, and others of their ilk is a trustworthy judge of facts. Here's another insurance company horror story. According to this piece, Lincoln Financial Group, America's fifth-largest life insurance company, paid out 163% more for deaths of working people ages 18 to 64 in 2021 after the COVID-19 injection mandates took effect. As the article notes, Lincoln paid out $500 million in benefits in 2019, $548 in 2020, but a whopping $1.4 billion in 2021. And in yet another story from the insurance industry, insurance industry analyst Josh Sterling recently found that there is a 7% increase in aggregate mortality for each dose of the COVID-19 vax a person takes. Commented Sterling, the more doses, you have in a, US, region, the bigger increase in mortality. If you're over the age of 50, and you took all five doses, that'd be a 35% increase. Children's Health Defense reported in March 2022 that the CEO of one of Germany's largest health insurance companies was abruptly fired from his job. His offense? He released data suggesting German health authorities were suppressing COVID vax injuries. More recently, Steve Kirsch reported on his substack about data out of Australia showing a massive increase in annual excess deaths in Australia beginning in 2021. Remember, the COVID vax rollout began at the very end of 2020. If the vax were causing deaths, we'd expect that 2021 would be the first year we'd see that effect show up in the data. Of course, there are other possible explanations for the rise in excess deaths beginning in 2021. 
but the most reasonable one in my view and in the opinion of Steve Kirsch and others is the COVID vax itself. The devastating proof that the shots are the cause of death is found in the test data from Pfizer, the very data the FDA attempted to hide from the American public for 75 years. When the government at corporations conspire to hide data from you while forcing you to use their product, you know they're lying to you when they tell you the vax is safe and effective. It is neither. A friend of mine who's a medical professional recently sent me an excerpt from a book analyzing the Pfizer data. Without overburdening the reader with stats and numbers, I'd like to focus on just one data point. According to Pfizer's own test data, during the first 12 weeks of the vaccine rollout, 270 pregnant women reported a vaccine injury, but Pfizer only followed 32 of them and 28 of their babies died. This is a shocking 87.5% fetal death rate. If this weren't bad enough, the authors of the study on the Pfizer data noted, ignoring this alarming data on vaccination during pregnancy and nursing, Pfizer, the federal health agencies, and numerous medical societies strongly recommended that pregnant and nursing women across the country receive the mRNA vaccines. This is outrageous and despicable. Given that Pfizer and the health authorities knew full well in advance how deadly the COVID jab was for infants, how are the resulting infant deaths not murder? Our struggle is not against flesh and blood. The Apostle Paul warned his Ephesian readers to put on the whole armor of God because their enemy was not flesh and blood, but principalities, powers, rulers of the darkness of this world, and spiritual wickedness in high places. Given the extraordinary lies told and murders committed by the COVID scamdemic promoters and vaccine pushers, given the shocking assault on civil liberties by governments, universities, big businesses, schools, social media companies, and legacy media outlets, as well as globalist organizations such as the World Economic Forum, and, most importantly, the Vatican, and given the odd proximity of various Jesuit-related influencers surrounding the COVID hoax from the very beginning, Given the appearance of international coordination of governmental institutional response to the COVID virus, the most reasonable conclusion in my mind is that, yes, the entire thing was and remains a conspiracy of evil men under the influence of Satan to lie to us, to oppress us, and to murder us. The COVID plan slash scamdemic is now three years old and appears to be winding down. The Biden regime announced that the COVID health emergency will end on May 11th of this year, just over two months from now. The vax mandates have fallen from the headlines as have the various other COVID tyrannies such as vaccine passports, mask mandates, and forced business closures. But while the worst of the COVID civil rights abuses are ending, the damaging effect of the vax mandates may just be getting started. As can be seen on the graph above about excess deaths in Australia, 2023 is expected to exceed 2022. I have heard reports that the peak will not come until 2024. Further, there are reports out there of research being done to find various ways to vax the unvaxed by hook or by crook. According to this report, mRNA vaccines are about to be heavily implemented across the meat industry, with cattle, chickens, pigs, goats and other livestock targeted for regular mRNA injections. Ohio attorney Tom Renz, who has been one of the good guys defending people's right not to get the jab, announced that there is a plan to incorporate mRNA technology in all childhood vaccines. I don't know if this is true, but I consider Renz to be a reliable source. With that said, it would not at all surprise me if it is true, especially when you consider the controlling and murderous intent of those who have pushed the COVID hoax for the past three years.